Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody-Dawson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, welcome along, it's another Melchester Odyssey, um, we're still on the 21st of January 1984 issue, uh, we've covered the front page with, of course, the homoerotic tableau, we've covered uh, Roy standing looking depressed out of his office window as Trevor Brinsden and his gang surround Rob Richards for his autograph. And basically, they're trying to recruit him, I think. It's a mm. hearts and minds thing. Yeah. They're trying to get him on side. Maybe he's part of the gang. Um, so, but then we've, we've covered the bit where Roy, against his better judgment and wishes, has to recall Rob Richards into the team because the rest of the forwards are all injured. It's the FA Cup. Oh, no, it's, a, it's an away game at Rotherton. They've gone on the uh, the Melchester coach, which I forgot to mention, is uh, in Melchester colours. It's oh, red and yellow, coach. yeah, which is nice to see. But it's not the it's not the sort of coach you'd expect to see a team in these days. It's a pretty kind no, of mo- modest vehicle. The, yeah. you know, it was sort of like school coach. It doesn't look big it's enough a to house coach. Yeah, doesn't doesn't look big enough to house a um, toilet. No. Um, it's a great scene, though. There's a, um, what I believe is the rear end visible. This road scene is lovely. It's a lovely 1980s road scene. The sky, they're headed north. You can tell because there are huge industrial chimneys in the background yeah. pumping, bellowing out, uh, presumably fossil fuel to um, destroy the ozone layer or what have you. And uh, there are also dark and ominous clouds overhead. Mm. Um, and there is also just in front of the coach, the rear end of what I believe is a Rover. I'm not sure what they were called, but they were those Rovers that were used as police cars in the eighties. We used to call them jam yeah. sandwiches. Yeah, and, uh, right. my, my, uh, my grandfather actually had a Brown one of those. Right. They were yeah. good cars. Uh, what were they called? Yeah. I can't remember. Okay. I'm going to look it up. see it's a Mark two. Rover police it? car, 1980s. Lots yeah. of exhaust smoke coming out of the cars Whoa, on the bus as well. fucking hit a mother load of those police cars from the 80s. I mean, <laughs> when you saw them, you'd be like, I mean, you know, if you were raised anti-police like I was and presumably yeah. you were, you'd go, they're fucking pigs. But actually, looking back, they had good cars. Yeah, it's I wasn't a- actually raised anti-police that, that much. Oh, I found yeah. my own way. Yeah, later on, Rover SD1, they were called. Yeah, my granddad mm. had a brown one. 
They're fucking quite magical and space age. Lovely to see one in Roy the Rovers this week. It's a lovely image, this. That that and the bus pumping out loads of exhaust fumes as well. It's very Thatcher's Britain. Yeah. It's bleak. Um, So, yeah, Roy has, of course, um, told Rob Richards that he's in the team only because all the other forwards are out. And he's told him to fucking wind his neck in and work for the team and do some running off the ball and creating chances for the other forwards. And Rob Richards kind of goes, uh-oh, I'll do my best, Roy. Yeah, <laughs> I wish there was a thought bubble kid. there. Like, what the fuck? What's, what's this old cunt fucking on about? <laughs> He's going, yeah, I'll do my best, Roy. And he's thinking, and he said, all right, granddad, you're fucking yesterday's news, in you? <laughs> I'll nod along and say, yeah, I can't make head nor tell what you say. You're talking in fucking olden times talk, aren't you? <laughs> It's like the fucking Canterbury Tales or something. <laughs> <laughs> so they've uh, they've run out as we mentioned last time. They're in their change kit, uh, which looks very uh, dapper. It's uh, a Wednesday night under the lights at Rotherton. Oh, this this uh, the fences are up there as well. The fans are caged in. Can you say that? Yeah, I've well. seen that in a Melchester. They're away, the aren't they? So yet. this is obviously a. It's a. It's a. Um, Roverton have got a fucking problematic a problem. fan base. <laughs> yeah, they must have a chairman like that, Dave Evans of Luton Town. That's right. Yeah, who wanted to fucking cage them all in like animals, or yeah. was it? I think Bates was pro cages, and also wasn't there also? Uh, which one of them said all away fans should be banned? I think that might have been the fella at Luton. Dave Evans. He, yeah, he, he, was a, he wanted to bring in identity cards. Thatcher wanted to bring in identity cards. Yeah. I think he was a Tory MP as well. Yeah, he was. He was, so he was, he like, was yeah, like, I'll help you out. He was one of the... He's actually worth a deep dive because um, obviously <laughs> there, there was many cunts in the 80s, but he's almost was the 1980s top cunt. King cunt. He was. <laughs> he was. There's loads of mad things about him. Like, even... I mean, like, you just need to look at his fucking face. Um yeah, he's a, he was he, he really was over a, a truly ghastly sorry. man. He presided over a controversial membership-only scheme for fans under which only members were allowed to attend matches at the club's home ground and away supporters were banned from the stadium. Yeah, that was brought about by Millwall fans rioting <laughs> and damaging the Kenilworth Road Stadium. Yeah, and he fucking shat himself about it. Listen, right, you're playing Millwall. If anything... You should all be looking forward to that because you know it's going to go fuck it. There's going to there's a high potential for mayhem, right? And mm. let's be fair, that can be fun. So when Millwall come, just accept that there will be some mayhem, yeah? yeah. And don't fucking shit your pants and try and change the fundamental rules of football as a result of one game against Millwall. Plus, don't rule out the Luton's fans' involvement with that. Let's not forget that it was Luton where. I was filming a documentary and encountered a self-policing pub. Yeah, that's when I, right. I went up oh, to yeah, a well, pub on top of a hill with police yeah. who I was interviewing for the documentary and a tattooed man came out. And I don't mean tattooed in the modern sense, like the David Beckham style hipster tattooed man. I mean, Different a tattooed types. man of the old school. Mm. He, ca- tattoos. he came out, he approached the car and he said, what are you doing here? To the police. And they said, we're filming a documentary with this gentleman. And they just went, yeah, fuck off. And the police said, very well. And we had to fuck off. 
<laughs> and I said, why did you do that? He goes, well, that's the sort of pub where they just, we don't go up there. They kind of look after matters themselves yeah. up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that scene in Our Friends in the North where the kid nicks a car mm. and the police chase him until he gets as far back as his, his estate where he lives. Mm. And the police just stop. Yeah, we're not going in they there. Go, yeah, we're not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing in there for us. Um, David Evans, though. Yeah. Another f- astonishing thing on his Wikipedia page. It was a Tory MP till 1987. Yeah. During his time as an MP, Evans was parliamentary private secretary to several, several government ministers, including John Redwood. Mm. Um, and... Um, Shortly before losing his seat in early March 1997, he attracted controversy over unguarded remarks in an interview by sixth formers at Stanborough School for a school magazine. He's getting interviewed by a school magazine. Yeah. And he chooses that. That. This is the perfect place for me to drop a few fucking hand grenades. (laughs) Remarks. He referred to his election opponent, Melanie Johnson, as a single girl. She was 42 years old at the time. With... Bastard children. <laughs> Did you see what I'm saying? He was yeah. he was king cunt. <laughs> Hold on, there's right. more. He also claimed that the Birmingham Six were guilty and had, in the inverted commas, killed hundreds. Fucking hell. <laughs> this is in 1997 as well. Yeah. And the Birmingham yeah. Six been released by then. I'm pretty sure they were they were out early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, 1991. This so, is six years so after the Birmingham Six others, had their they, convictions they'd quashed. They'd been categorically proven yeah. innocent. Yeah. Yeah, six years. <laughs> they killed hundreds. Yeah. Uh, and as well as making remarks that were considered racist... Uh, trigger warning racism such as asking how the sixth formers would feel if their daughter was raped by some black bastard yeah yeah D- David Evans there that's that's the nature of the man uh, and David he was actually... Evans he was the biggest cunt <laughs> in the whole of a 1980s football and possibly the whole of 1980s <laughs> Britain the 1980s uh, but this is 97 <laughs> you know yeah oh uh, yeah the... he carried on his cunty activities Deep into the nineties, he um, and he was sued by the Birmingham Six, and they won substantial damages in July nineteen ninety eight. How did that come up when he's at a sixth form magazine at a school and they're asking him just questions? There's no way in nineteen ninety seven one of these sixth formers would have gone. Well, we've got you here. Thoughts on the Birmingham Six acquittal. (laughs) 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 So he's going to have brought that himself. I'm on a roll here. I'll tell you something else as well, right? I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, so forgive me. It's a bit of a digression. But the Birmingham Six, remember them? Well, here's something for you. They're all guilty. <laughs> Not only that, they killed hundreds before. Next question. Next question. <laughs> uh, why don't you ask me my, question, my thoughts on rape? I'll fucking tell you. Because they tie oh, in with man. some of my thoughts on race as well. Uh, thankfully, there doesn't seem to be a link to this interview in the school magazine. It's been. Uh, Do you know what would be amazing is if you somehow tra- tracked down the kid who would now be well, if they were sixth form in '97, they'd be well into their thirties, pushing maybe even forty. And like, imagine yeah, finding the been person. Born about seventy-nine, probably. Imagine yeah. finding the person who conducted that interview mm. with David Evans. Like, it was just a normal day in sixth form. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I heard the local, the local MP, MP was in. coming. As, yeah. a, 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 as a member of the school magazine 
editorial team, I was given the opportunity to pose him some questions. I was, was excited. He was, to, he was looking to seek re-election. Yeah. <laughs> Said he had many um, things to say. I didn't expect to get much from it. I was going to ask him a, just a couple of simple questions about his experiences of being back on the campaign trail. <laughs> to my surprise, <laughs> he brought up the subject of the Birmingham Six. <laughs> Fucking hell. Then he posited the question to me, how would I feel if my daughter, brackets, I don't have a daughter, I am a teenager, was raped by some black bastard? Ah. Yeah. Uh, After losing his seat in Parliament, he continued to manage his industrial cleaning business, the Broadreach Mm. Group. (laughs) Broadreach. (laughs) That sounds like something from Roy the Rovers. Melchester. Melchester had been the subject of a takeover bid from the owner of local industrial cleaning business, the Broadreach Group. (laughs) (laughs) He died of, in 2008, of pulmonary fibrosis, which I believe could be quite a a long and painful... Yeah, well, I've just hovered over the hyperlink to that term. (laughs) And all that's come up is a picture of some really weird-looking swollen fingertips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's obviously how that don't look nice that not not a nice way to die die by swollen fingertip no eventually they'll just all burst one by he, one he would have just fireworks he, he got it because he probably just lived on fucking liver and pork for like his whole mm. adult life and it caught up with him so there we are that's the uh that's the david evans This quote here, let me just read this quote. Scarcely any Guardian or independent article involving David Evans, former Tory MP for Welling and Hatfield, failed to mention his car salesman's accent, a sound to chill the blood of any liberal. It seemed the incarnation of Thatcherite brutalism. Mm. (laughs) God, what a prick. So there we are. How did we get that? Oh, yeah, cages at Rotherton. Yeah. So maybe Rotherton is supposed to represent Luton, don't know. Um, so, yeah, Rob Richards, as we, we mentioned last time, he's run out on the pitch thinking, there's only one way to win back a permanent place in this side. Score so many goals, Roy won't ignore me. So he's completely ignored uh, the advice that he was very firmly given by Roy to play for the team. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, here we go. Uh, with Mervyn Wallace continuing his role of left flank striker, Rob Richards was playing on the right. R- Racy's put him out there on the right, out of the way. Um, Jimmy Slade. Stand out there, the cunt. Yeah. Right Run out. Down. Get right out there. Kick it in the middle. Just do not go anywhere near the fucking penalty area. Fucking um, hell. I tell you what, you know, people, if they're watching this months after we've recorded it, it this will be really teased but we've just we're recording this just off the basis of watching a group game in the 2022 World Cup Croatia versus Morocco which was so fucking tedious that mm. I was literally I've got I've just come into possession of some raw beetroots that I wasn't expecting and uh I, it, it, yeah and I literally found myself googling things to do with them Right. Cook them, I mean, not and not before you say yes. Yeah, shove them up your ass. How 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 have you come? How, how have you come about? Well, them? we get this box called Odd Box, <clears throat> right. right? That's how we get yeah. our vegetables. And it, what it is is it's the the vegetables that are rejected 
by yeah. the big Orphan retailers, vegetables. misshapen vegetables. Mm. But the thing is, it's sort of like a lucky dip. You never know what you're going to get. You just get a mm. box full of like loose fucking fruit and veg every week. Which Man, is, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's, it's quite a good challenge, and, and we're vegetarians, so it's like, you know, it's sort of sometimes you get a new veg and you try and find something to do with it. But no one else in my house likes beetroots. And, uh, I so, love a jar of beetroot. Yeah, I love it. And I also love it when you just get them not pickled like you get in a jar, but if you just get them cooked but in a vacuum-packed plastic sort yeah. of wrapper. I, my my scouse raw, nan... Like an apple. My scouse nan used to slice them up and put in my uh, sal- salad sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a sandwich, a slice of, like, unpickled beetroot. Anyway, so I've got these beetroots. There's about four of them. They're quite large, and I'm not really used to dealing with them, like, uncooked. So mm. I was that bored by Morocco versus Croatia that I found myself just looking at fucking beetroot recipes, mate. I mean, that's pretty damning, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it was that kind of match. I don't blame but you. They, they afterwards showed clips of Mbappe against Australia yesterday, and that cheered yeah. me up a bit because I'd actually missed that game. But he plays in a way that when you watch old... old, I'm just watching a video here of... Um, David Johnson, the Liverpool player, has unfortunately passed away. Yeah. The news has just broken. And I don't remember him because he was a bit before my time, but they're showing clips of old football where wingers were wingers. This is what put it yeah. in my head because you were just talking about what's his name, Richards, playing out on the right, where wingers received the ball, stood still facing the fullback, and then all of a sudden just knocked it past the fullback and took off and then zipped yeah. across in. You know how, like, you don't really see that anymore? I mean, Maybe mm. I'm wrong, but that doesn't feel like the sort of thing that you that you see anymore in football where there's a winger, he takes on the full back, fucking leaves him for dead, crosses it in, the striker heads it in, right? That's what yeah. Mbappe was doing yesterday against Australia. Like, just yeah. see a con. It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally doing the old see a con to the yeah. full back every time. Standing there and going, right, I'm going to go any second now. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Right, get, here get we ready, go. Con. Go on. It. Which way am I going to go? Which way am I going to go? This way? That way? This way? Fuck off. <laughs> Cross yeah. goal. See ya. Yeah, one of the better matches so far, that one. Mm. Um, Never mind. Still early days for this World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so where, where are we? Yeah, uh, he's on the right wing and Jimmy Slade's got the ball in the middle and Rob Richard shouts, wide ball, Jimmy Slade, right wing. Um... And there's a voice in the in the crowd says, uh, "Listen to Richards. Wish our players were so hungry for the ball." That's a Robert and fan there, but of course they all talk the same. Um, Roy's thinking to himself, "That's the stuff, Rob. You're drawing players away from Jimmy and making space for him." <laughs> and then, of course, the ball ends up at Racy's feet. So he's thinking, <laughs> and then he'll give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He gets it. And Roy has a shot. Jimmy had plenty of time to find Roy with a brilliant, in inverted commas, chip, <laughs> which is uh, what, unofficial language. Which is a, a, a new technique that has come yeah. over from the continent. <laughs> Much like spaghetti. <laughs> or the duvet eider down. <laughs> yeah. Also known as the continental quilt. Yeah. Because of its origin. <laughs> the chip is very similar in lots of ways. <laughs> Good. Say goodbye to the blanket. Good in isolation, but uh, rather too decadent and corruptive if used excessively. <laughs> My wife and I may have a continental quilt, 
perhaps once or twice a year as an experiment and make love underneath it. But that's it. Then we're back to blankets. And it's the same with chips, ordinarily. But the British way is to either pass the ball or boot the ball. Chip it, no. We find the continental quilt a lot roomier for our perfunctory missionary position lovemaking. <laughs> My wife, she makes when she makes the bed in the traditional British manner, with a couple of sheets and a very coarse blanket, woolen blanket. She <laughs> likes to uh, put them, fit them to the bed extremely tightly, so tightly that you can barely get them off the bed when it's time for bedtime. <laughs> and uh, that's very constricting. If I lay atop of her during our missionary sex, uh, sexual congress, um, it's, we feel squeezed together. It's very hard for me to get a pump going. <laughs> And if we do it on top of the blanket, of course, she will probably be bleeding by the end, such as the coarseness of its material. Very coarse blankets. That's just the blankets that we use. We inherited them from her mother, and her mother, in turn, inherited them from hers. They are a family blanket, and all of her ancestors have made love on them. We were all conceived atop or underneath that blanket. A coarse blanket. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Seriously, though, mate, when I was away, when we were on tour in some of the hotel rooms, they still use the blanket method, blanket and mm. sheet. And I don't know mm. about you, but did you have any, like, sometimes it's like, fuck me, these are tight. you got to grab to it with pull... both hands and rip it off. Yeah, I've got to pull it open and, and, and yeah. know, I've got a life. With some kind of freedom on the Yeah, I gotta put it around. Wrench. Wrench yeah. wrench it free. And you're mm. like, fucking hell, like how long's it taken them to wrap it this tight? But fucking that's the hell, British Premier way. Inn? What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Well that's the British way. Anyway. I'll talk right, in the uh, Premier Inns before we get back to this, just quick. Okay. Um, it's gonna be the fourth go, episode, isn't me, it? Me and me and Len are going to um meet the new puppy. Uh, in, oh, right. in it's agreed, Norfolk, it? yeah. and it's in Norfolk, right? Right. But we're not going to collect it for reasons. We're not going to collect it till just after Christmas. Yeah, like between Christmas and New Year. But we'd right. like to go and meet it first, get to know it, yeah, get it to idea. know yeah. our scent. But it's a bit mm. of a road trip up to Norfolk. So, and there's football that day as well. There's World Cup football. So I said to him, mate, you're going to have your first taste, young man, of a Premier Inn. We're driving up to Norfolk on a Saturday. We will meet the puppy and interact with it extensively. 
Good afternoon, the puppy. Good afternoon, puppy. We are your new forever family. <laughs> Please present me with your paw. <laughs> and then we're back to the fucking Premier Inn. And I've told him so many tales of Premier Inns on the road. It's like mm. he sat wide-eyed when I come back from my Premier Inn adventures. And I've never seen a human so excited about the prospect of a buffet-style yeah. breakfast. Because yeah. I've told him about it so much that like he's like he's looking forward to this more than Christmas. A puppy, oh. then Premier Inn, then the Premier Inn breakfast. Well, when when my lad was a kid, he used mm. to love the Travel Lodge. Yeah. And we'd, we'd occasionally have a night away in the Travel Lodge just because... Yeah, I remember you doing that, like in Newcastle. <laughs> but you, didn't you do one where there was a pool uh, as well? Yeah, was that, that was the Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn. Yeah. Near Newcastle, yeah. Great you had idea. a pool and, and, and uh, a jacuzzi and all that going on. Yeah, it's so like... A, a night it, it's, it's actually quite... A, not. I'm not going to say cheap, but what I mean is it is cost effective in comparison to a mm. lot of things you could do with the kids at the weekend. Because yeah, they're just happy to be in a hotel. They don't need to be in a flash one. And if there's a pool as well, fucking sorted. Yeah, it was great. Um, so that that sounds excellent. I hope we get one of the nice modern Premier Inns and not one of the ones that's been well, converted. Well, from I'm not going to Norwich. That this is a village that's in Norfolk, but I've decided right. rather than go to the local. Premier Inn, I've decided that it's worth doing the drive to Norwich because I'm assuming there will be a better standard of Premier Inn there. Yeah, yeah. Good thing. Probably good right, logistics, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice to know it's rubbing off on you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get back to this, can we? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, Roy, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> We've done... Uh, Norfolk Premier Inns, we've done Birmingham Six. <laughs> now let's get back to uh, Manchester Odyssey. Uh, yeah, Roy has a shot, which gets tipped over the bar uh, after Jimmy chipped it to him. Ooh, what a shot! Melchester are producing the, inverted commas, magic already! <laughs> magic, is that another term that was yeah. unusual at the time? Don't it's know. come over. That, like, so. that magic come from America. Well, but yeah, but Paul Daniels was in his pomp in 1984. So yeah, I mean, magic come was on. big, big, big business. Yeah, huge Saturday night magic. Uh, oh, hold on, Rob Richards is cross over <laughs> on the on the touchdown. Jimmy, didn't you hear me call? What's the use of me getting into space if you ignore my calls? Ignore <laughs> my calls. Fucking <laughs> hell. Sorry, Rob. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Slitter. Sorry, Rob. Didn't realise you were the only player on the park. Whoa. Oh, why you uh, cheap? Fucking don't talk to Jimmy Slade like that. He's a senior yeah. pro, you little cunt. Who's this little fucking yeah. whippersnapper. Fucking why you up. cheeky? That's Jimmy Slade you're talking to. He's a fucking heartthrob and a senior pro. He's got fucking. He's got probably about a thousand appearances for Melchester under his belt. Yeah. He, and he, he and he looks that, a bit like David Essex. Match. During that cricket match, you ejaculated under that shield. Yeah, exactly. Up and around, mate. Uh, everyone says I look like David Essex. I've been in all the fucking little, you know, teeny bop magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie, all that. Yeah. I famously spunked up during a charity cricket match the other summer. And I've paid about a thousand games for this grand old club. So keep your fucking thoughts to yourself, you fucking virgin. You pupilist right. fucking nerd. <laughs> message received Rob was still seething with resentment as the game moved into the second half uh, and he just gets dispossessed uh, a fan says he's 
sulking too. Move yourself, Richards. <laughs> ah, another one. He should have snapped up that pass. Fucking, we've all seen players like this, though. This is actually a realistic yeah. portrayal because we've all yeah. seen players like this, haven't we? But especially in the 1980s. Yeah. When they were less, let's say, a professional. Luxury players, they, they used to call yeah. them, didn't they? Yeah. So- socks down, shirt hanging out over the shorts. Hands on hips. Wandering about. Yeah. Hands on hips. The, the, best, con- dis- the best diss and that player I think I ever saw at West Ham, and God knows we've had a few, was, do you remember Ili Dimitrescu, the Romanian? Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, he actually signed with Spurs, and he was a very big signing, but then it didn't work out for him there. So he obviously ended up at West Ham because that was the era where... Of course, yeah, you'd end up at West Ham. Yeah, it was under the law. Harry Redknapp would take a chance on you. And he would like, he, he was very like this. He, he If he made a run and got into space and he didn't receive the ball he was hoping for, yeah. and then the other team like intercepted and went on the counter-attack, he would just fall to his knees right, <laughs> with his head in his hands and stay there for like the next couple of minutes, just complaining Brilliant. to himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone, his teammates, his manager, the whole crowd, we shout, get up, you cunt! And he, he yeah. didn't give a fuck. And he Brilliant. had a right good sort of swarthy dis and that look about him as well. <laughs> he had the whole, he was the whole dis and that package. Um, in contrast, Jimmy Slade was having a brilliant game. Slade's obviously been motivated by Richard's cheek yeah. and back chat, and he's turning it on. Uh, he hits one from outside the box, uh, bounces off the bar. Great effort! It's hit the crossbar! Uh, it bounces out. As Rob Richards ran in, the rebounding ball struck his knee and it's bounced in. A couple of bounces in over the line. Good grief, it's in! That was a joke of a goal! <laughs> the crowd. Hey, they all count. Fucking hell. But Trevor Brinsden and his pals didn't think so. What about that? What, no, what are they on about? Oh, Rob was right on the spot. Brilliant opportunist goal. Richards, Richards. That's They're the just geezer. trolling Roy now. There's a oh, man they? with a fucking tremendous mohawk, which I'm yeah. pretty sure was not really that common a sight on the terraces in 1984. No. But the, the, as we've said before, I think, you know, a lot of these are written and illustrated by men who haven't been to the football for many years. <laughs> and uh, they've got this guy with a very striking bright red um, mohawk saying, mm. and he's the one going, brilliant, opportunist goal. It just seems incongruous, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, he's an intellectual. <laughs> yeah. I like the guy at the front as well. It's the skinhead with the big pointy ears. Yeah. He's good. Richard, Richard. <laughs> Trevor Brinson and his absurd gaggle of friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ramshackle group of anybody you can find to hang out with him. His ragtag band of imbeciles. Yeah, his grotesquerie of of football fans. Oh, I need to answer the door. Hold on a moment. Oh, hang on. Sorry about that. I am back. It was, of course, oh, the delivery oh. of this year's copy of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah, mine's arriving today as well. Woo! <laughs> okay. Um, hang on, where were we? Yeah, you can imagine them standing about down the precinct, gobbing on each other, can't you? All evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like local gobbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was T-shirt it? It's just, yeah. idea, local gobber. <laughs> yeah. Encouraged by his goal... Uh, Rob Richards began to chase after everything. 
as he was instructed not to. Hmm. The cross comes in. Defender's going to go for it. Keeper's coming as well. Keeper says, goalkeeper! Defender's thinking, that's mine! And they bounce against each other. The ball comes off the goalkeeper's face, uh, straight into the path of Rob Richards. Oh no! What a terrible mix-up! Richards <laughs> can't miss! And he didn't. Bang! There you go. Two goals for Richards. Uh, Brinsden's going, yes! His mate says, good old Rob! Another one says, what a player! Uh, minutes later the full time whistle blew Rob Richards is punching the air with a great big grin on his face and behind him is Roy Race with a huge grimace on his face Fuck. oh this little cunt this is oh, all shake him off. need it's just going to make him more of a cunt I can't have him killed because he's too in the public eye I'll have to fucking sell him or something I don't know what I'll do is I'll do, do what they did in that Godfather film where they, they drug him and then they get like put him in a really sexually grotesque situation with some, you know, hired hired process. I can get Blackie's cousins to sort this out, and maybe for good measure, we'll we'll like rustle up a fucking dead horse and put that in the bed with him as well, and we'll get the snaps, send them to my contacts at the Melchester Gazette, and uh, I'll strike a deal with him. <laughs> and if that don't work, I'll cut his brake cables. <laughs> so. Uh, in the crowd, uh, someone's saying, Race won't dare drop him now. Rob must have clinched his place for the next round of the cup. For certain. <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. So that's the end of it, and then it tells you what's happening next week. How many weeks has Roy been back at Melchester? Six uh, at the most? Yeah, at the most, yeah. Next week, Melchester fans demand Roy Race's resignation. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Roy, I just can't believe he hasn't had it up to here. I mean, well, I was happy for him when he left for Walford, to be honest. Yeah. And now he's fucking come back, and it's never worked out for any manager going back, really, has it? No. He was doing all right at Walford. It wasn't that bad. He was fucking set up. He had that nice um, dungeon that had been set up. Yeah, he, he was... Yeah, it just... It was... Melchester was under his, his skin. It's yeah. his own fault. Yeah, yeah. Twat. So, uh, Mark's at a 10 for that one. Mark's I'm at give it a 10. 10 yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a 10. It's, it. it's got great crowd stuff. Uh, it's got great yeah. little... It's got great sort of uh, political to-ins and fro-ins on the pitch between yeah. the players. It's got everything you want. And it's got, of course, Charlie Carter getting sucked off on the front page. Yeah, yeah, love it. So, you can't put a price on that. Uh, on the back page of this issue, advertisement for Shoot... Oh God! Shoot, was such a good magazine. Mm. Uh, next week, free new improved Panini Football '84 album. Oh, that's my one. That's that your shoot my, magazine. That, that was pretty much my first big one. That my I was talking was to it? my mum about the other day. She because I was watching that doc that you told me about, or someone sent to me, and you, you'd already seen it. And uh, yeah. And it's funny, my mum just doesn't understand anything about football, which I always find fascinating because, like, her whole house was full of just non-stop football chat yeah. and football all the time. And she goes, uh, but she did... I said to her, you brought me home the sticker album. You just brought it home. And I think it was this one, 84. She, I said, you just came home one day from work and you went, it, it was almost like this. There you go, cunt. <laughs> right. And I was like, what's this? Get on with that. Yeah, it was like that. Keep your this, mouth shut, get on with that. This will give you something to fucking do. Yeah. You fucking chattery cunt. 
Why did I have to have a chatterer? I just, I get in from work. I just want to relax. And uh, yeah, she chucked that at me in a packet of stickers. And I was just thanking her. She had no recollection of this. I said, you, yeah, you got me into the stickers. She just sort of looks through and goes, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stickers, yeah. And uh, Very good. But this was the one. This was the one. In fact, right. I'm going to... Have you ever... Um, Andy, have you ever... Feels like a sort of a Dawson move. Have you ever, probably after a couple of cans gone on to eBay and tried to buy a completed sticker album from the olden days. I, I have I have looked at them on many occasions. <laughs> right. Okay, I've what never sort bought one. What sort of price am I looking at? I think it would probably uh a few years since I looked, but I think they were right about eighty quid. Really? Yeah, weren't cheap. Not weren't quite cheap. worth it, is it? Nah, it's not. Even even while drunk, I wasn't prepared to go that far. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be um, forced to look at these sober as well, which is going to be tougher. I mean, my first, my first was 79. And right. you've got me thinking now. <laughs> I should have another look yeah, and see the how other much one, it is. Yeah, the other one that's super tempting, mate, which was online, and you can just spend ages looking through it online, mm. is um, Mexico 86. Yeah, mine was Spain 82. Mm. Slightly older, yeah. Ah, lovely, uh-huh. lovely stuff. If there's any more so, nil nils, that's how we can distract ourselves rather than beetroot recipes. Yeah. So you, um, yeah. I mean, this will have been shoot magazine will have come in a plastic bag because mm. you'll have got the, the comic, sorry, the magazine and the Panini empty album plus six free stickers. Next week, every issue of Shoot has a brilliant new look, 68-page Panini album with spaces for 520 full-colour stickers. The new improved collection features facts and figures on English First and Second Division and Scottish Premier Division teams, plus all the top stars from the English First Division and Scottish Premier Division. It's a must for serious soccer fans, which, let's face it, we were and still are. Um, and it's free with Shoot. There will be 12 Sandalini, stickers. serious soccer fan. Pleasure to meet, make your acquaintance. <laughs> there will be 12 more stickers in the following week's issue of Shoot dated 4th of February then readers will be able to buy further stickers from many news agents for 10 pence for a packet of 6 whoa it's about one pound twenty-five, one pound fifty now for a packet of 4 oh, I think. no it's, it's 90p it's 90p Is it? you get 4 yeah, or something don't you? I'm absolute no it's a decent I, I can't remember how many it is no more than that I think it is 6 I've, I, I'm absolutely fucking smashing the uh, kids college fund on on World Cup 2022 stickers at the moment yeah I know the match attacks got very expensive about three years ago because that's when my boy stopped doing them they they, <laughs> they went no because they're cards yeah so higher production costs I don't I feel it's anyway. I don't feel it's as exciting I'm just yeah this I'm really enjoying but the stickers aren't as good you know what I used to like they'd have what well for a start you know they don't have what club they play for now which is Really? really fucking annoying because you go through it and you're trying to assess the squad and you're like mm. oh he, yeah who's he then who's he play for won't fucking tell you who they play go for go google it but that's, that's fucking, not the point that's the Infantino's point is, I, I want it free um, I want it free on my fucking that's the minimum fucking data I require yeah. on the sticker and the other thing they used to do is do you remember they had a key which was triangle and circle and I think tri- there was a black triangle on the back and that the number next to that is how many caps they've got and oh, the black yeah. circle is how many international goals they've got yeah you won't get that, that anymore well yeah mm. you would yeah there's nothing like they just do bare minimum they can barely be fucked putting the name on this is interesting as well that these were launched in february because like now the match attacks for premier league or whatever they come out at the end of 
pretty much end of August. Then they do an update at the end of the transfer window. But the, yeah, the these aren't season by season. Time, these are year. These are calendar year. Christian calendar yeah, the, year. The, the, the turnaround time must have been. They must have used the because they've used the pictures of them that they put out at the start of the season, haven't they? Mm, the the yeah. solo pictures that they do. So to get all the stickers printed and put out must have took like four months or something. Well, you can watch Probably all about Latvia. that production process on whatever that documentary is called. I've forgotten, but it's I'm halfway YouTube, through it? watching it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Good. Right then, that's that covered. <laughs> I reckon. Um, yeah, that's just done from this. <laughs> that's the end. the words you're looking for are. That's the end of the show. See you later, cunts. Goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.